wonder, amazement, awe. The Christmas story is filled with all of that. It's an incredible story. It's so incredible, so fantastic that it, it, it seems like it's a made-up story, a fairy tale. A once upon a time or a long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. It just seems so fantastic, so otherworldly. And yet, and yet the gospel writers insist that this really happened. That, that there really was a city of Bethlehem. It's there to this day. That there really was a Joseph and a Mary. In fact, both Matthew and Luke take great pains to, to lay out their lineage. They want us to know from their, from their genealogy that these are real people from, from a real family. That there really was a Herod the Great who ruled Judea and did so ruthlessly. There really was a Caesar Augustus who was emperor of all the Roman Empire throughout the Mediterranean. Jesus is a historical figure. And Near, Near East historians and scholars all support the historicity of Jesus. And yet the story of his birth is so, so wonderful, so fantastic. It's filled with wonder. Christmas is a season filled with wonder, especially as a child. I remember growing up in all of the, um, all of the family traditions that we had and how, how fascinating and wonderful it all was. Our, our family all went together to pick out the Christmas tree. And then after we'd gotten the tree and brought it home, then we all piled back into the car and we went out and we drove through the neighborhoods just looking at all the decorations and the lights and everywhere. And there's, I remember one court that was just so much light. They would put, um, they would put Clark Griswold to shame. It was just all so, so wonderful. And then, of course, there was always the, the trip to see Santa Claus downtown San Francisco to the Emporium. And, and then after you saw Santa, you went out and did, went on the roof rides. Yes, they had a whole carnival on the roof of the Emporium. It was wonderful. I wonder how it all got there. <laughs> Christmas presents. I remember shaking the presents, trying to figure out what's underneath all that wrapping and all that ribbon. Just filled with wonder. And yet there were times of disappointment as well. My eighth birthday, my eight, eight, eight-year-old Christmas, um, I only had one thing on my Christmas list. Just one thing. The only thing I wanted was I wanted a bicycle. If anybody asked me, well, what else do you want? There was nothing else. It was it. Just a bicycle. It was the only thing I wanted. The bicycle became my, it was like my version of Ralphie's Red Rider Carabine action, 200 shot, an air rifle with a compass in the handle. That's what it was for me. That was my bicycle. And that Christmas, I got it with one important detail missing. The bar that went from the handlebars to the seat. The one thing that distinguishes a boy's bike from a girl's bike. And it was missing. Well, it actually, it wasn't missing, but it wasn't a solid tube welded to the frame. The bike came with a sheet metal sort of tube that was held in place by two screws. Because my parents were very practical people. Not just practical, they were Scandinavian practical <laughs> And you see, I had two younger sisters, so this bike was going to be a hand-me-down. 
So the bar had to be removable, and I don't know where they found it because I never saw a bike like that ever before, but they found this bike with a removable crossbar. And to make matters worse, the screws never seemed to stay tight. They would somehow work themselves loose. And when I would go riding my bike with my friends, and they all had Schwinn's with a solid welded crossbar in there, I had this thing that worked itself loose, and then it would rattle. Riding down the street, rattling. Oh, the humiliation. (laughs) The disappointment. Scarred for life. See, disappointment has this way of extinguishing wonder. Disappointment has this way of just tamping down that wonder. And maybe, maybe that's you today. You, you come here today and, and you once had a faith that was filled with wonder. This relationship that you had with God. But, but the circumstances and the disappointments of life somehow has evaporated that wonder. Maybe, maybe a disappointment with the church. Maybe a disappointment with the way life has worked itself out for you this far. Maybe, maybe even a disappointment with God. And because of that disappointment, you've lost that faith, that wonder of faith. And and the, the wonder of faith has become a wonder of questioning. And you wonder, is there really a God? Does he really care about me? That's what disappointment does. There's something else, actually, that, that can extinguish wonder. And it, and it goes far deeper, and it hurts far more. It's called brokenness. That as you go through life, you experience times of breaking. It's as if, it's as if you were given this life, and it's this brand-new plate, shiny and new, and, and it's just wonderful. But as you go through life... You experience some brokenness, a chip here or there, broken relationship, broken hopes and dreams, broken promises, heartbreak. Sometimes, sometimes it breaks so much. That your life is in pieces. Shattered. And you really begin to wonder what this is all about. That's where the Christmas story comes in. Because what God was doing 2,000 years ago is God became one of us. He became a man. And he lived life on our terms. Which means he experienced brokenness. He experienced the heartbreak at the death of his friend Lazarus. Experienced broken relationships when his 12 closest friends deserted him at the time he needed them the most. One of them betrayed him, another denied him. They all abandoned him. And then, of course, his body was broken on a cross for the forgiveness of your sin and mine. Brokenness can destroy wonder. But God has this incredible way of taking broken pieces, 
and gathering them back together. And what he does with them is something incredible. There is an ancient Japanese art form called kintsui. It literally means golden joinery. And what they do is they take a broken piece of pottery or a plate and glue it back together, but not in a way to hide the cracks. What they do is they mix fine gold powder in with the adhesive and with the lacquer to accentuate the cracks. And what happens is, what comes out of it is something far more beautiful, far more valuable, something to be put on display. It is a beautiful picture of what God was doing 2,000 years ago. That he experienced all of that brokenness. In fact, the Bible says that, that he experienced life on our terms to the point that everything that we go through, he went through. So that, so that he could identify with us in our weakness. That he could empathize with us in our brokenness. And God has this way of taking those broken pieces, those broken parts of our life, all those nicks and dents, and putting them back together in a way that makes something far more beautiful and valuable out of our lives and doesn't hide those cracks and those flaws, but accentuates them in a way that says something beautiful is being remade here. See, that's the wonder of Christmas. That God would become one of us. That God would, would, would be with us, come to be with us. In fact, that's one of the names given to Jesus. It's Emmanuel, God with us. He came to be with us so that we could be with him. That's the wonder of Christmas. Now, disappointment, brokenness, that can extinguish wonder, but, but sometimes wonder just gets extinguished by the busyness of everyday life. Not the brokenness necessarily or the disappointment, it's just you get so busy going through life and doing all the things and Achieving all that you want and, and, and somehow in the middle of all of that, the wonder disappears. Life becomes a drudgery. See, God has a way of replenishing wonder. It was 36 Christmases ago that we had our very first child. I say we, but my wife did most of the heavy lifting on that one. But I remember to this day, holding in my hands this beautiful baby girl and being overwhelmed at the wonder of life, a new life. I have stood on the seashore with my feet in the sand and watching the sun set over the ocean. And the coming through the clouds and the beauty of this painted sky and the waves just continue to roll in and roll in and roll in. And I, and I stand there in awe at the wonder and beauty of God's creation. And I'm reminded of his grace that comes to us wave after wave after wave, an unlimited supply never ending. His grace comes to us like those waves of the ocean. 
I, I have stood on the floor of a redwood forest with these giant sequoia redwoods, so tall and so majestic, they, they seem to block out the sun. And yet, rays of sunlight filter through the branches and bring light to the floor of the forest. And I'm reminded of the majesty of God's goodness and, and, and that he came as a light to those darkest times in my life. See, that's all wrapped up in the wonder of Christmas. That God would become one of us. Come and be with us so that we could be with him. See, the message of Christmas is no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what life has brought your way, you have always been loved. That he loves you, that you belong to him. And he will never stop loving you. And because he did that, sins get forgiven. Disappointed people find a new hope. Broken people find a new beauty and wholeness. And you and I get invited in to this relationship with God. It is a wonder. It is amazing. It is grace. And anybody, anybody who wants to get in on it can. That's the wonder of Christmas. Would you bow your heads with me? It may be that you come here today with disappointment. And, and maybe, just maybe, the Christmas season makes it all that more point, painful. Maybe it's brokenness. And, and again, the Christmas season just heightens it for you. Maybe it's just that life has gotten so busy, so hectic, that you just lost that sense of wonder. I want to invite you this Christmas to open your heart anew to the wonder that God has for you. That wherever you're at and wherever you've been and whatever's gone on in your life, that you would just once again open your heart to this wondrous gift that God has given. And if you're here today and for some reason you've lost that wonder, that you need healing for your brokenness, that you need new hope for your disappointment, that you just need to slow down and take in this relationship that he's offered to you. And this Christmas, you would just say, God, I want to experience that wonder once again. I want to enter into that relationship with you that I once had. I would love the chance to pray for you as we close. We do this every time we get together, every time we have our gatherings here. Not to be manipulative, but just to give people the opportunity, the invitation to respond. And if you're at a place in your life where you need the rediscovery of that wonder, if you need that healing of the broken heart, if you need, if you need that hope for your disappointment, then I could pray for you today. I'm going to ask you to do something really simple. I'm just going to ask you to just raise your hand. And when you do, look up and catch my eye because I want to let you know I see you, I am praying with you, and I'm praying for you. Is there anybody just saying, that's me? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. All right. Yes. Maybe you're here, and you've never discovered that God life. You've never discovered God with you. And maybe for you today, it's, it's a very first step of faith. And it just, it's very simple. It's just acknowledging your need and admitting, I can't do this on my own. God, I, I, I've got enough mistakes and flaws and sin, and I know I can't fix it. I can't undo it. I need your grace. I'm willing to admit that, and I'm asking that by your grace, you would give that new life to me. I want to follow you. Maybe you've never done that before, but today it's, it's a first step of faith. I'm going to ask you the same thing, just real simple. Just raise your hand, hold it up for a moment. Let me catch your eye and pray with you as we close. Anyone? All right. So I'm just going to invite you to make this your prayer. Lord, here I am. With my weaknesses, with my failures, my faults, my brokenness. The busyness of my life has kind of crowded out that wonder. And I come to you today with just an open heart. And saying, by your grace and by your mercy, would you come with that wave of wonder into my life again. And whether it's a first-time decision or, or renewal of a decision made years ago, Lord, our prayer is all the same. We come to you empty-handed, in need, and we ask for your mercy and your grace. Bring that life, that new life to us today. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.